0: What is going on, Whisper Nation? Welcome to the show. It is Monday, March 28th, and TFW is going live for another Mock Draft Monday. Of course, you already know that. That's why you are here. Calvin Brown, appreciate you shouting out the pre-show tunes. We love them as well. And that's all due to Johnny Game Dime Hicks, the other man on the mic over here. What's good, my man, Johnny?
1: Yo, we got Mock Draft Monday. Dude, I'm stoked, man. I'm Jacked, man. It's a 10 teamer, half PPR, Dynasty Startup Austin. Yeah, we got a couple of spots
0: left in it. Hugh the six, seven, and eight man. spot. Two, three, up, four, yeah. five, nine, and ten, including one, are all Ooh. filled up already. So if you're listening to the show and you want to get in on this mock draft, we're going to be firing it up here in just a few minutes. And the six, seven, and eight spots are still available. So, Johnny, where can the listeners go ahead and access those sleeper links to join this mock draft, both today's and the future weeks?
1: Easiest way? In the description below, there is a Discord link. You just click that Discord link, and we drop those links to every single mock draft on mondays in there about an hour before the mock draft but we also Mm -hmm. tweeted out as well hit that subscribe button that's just boom hit that subscribe button to the channel you get notified when we go live and then you know every monday baby every monday we're going hard at the mock drafts it doesn't matter what time of the year man it could be it could be you know some people might be like oh well, f- football doesn't start for like in, until September, man. They're, they're still trading players. We're getting new news every single day. That's okay. Fantasy football has you no know offseason. Hey, we we're here to be with players you. Going. Yeah, exactly.
0: We're going to keep it going here and do it 420. What's good, man? Love it. Appreciate the shout out on the kicks. Calvin, if you are a sneaker head, man, let me know what some of the, uh, let me know what Ooh, some yeah. of the styles you've been rocking on. Let me know what you've got your eye on over there. Absolutely love to chop it up around sneakers with anybody who is willing. Dude. Uh, Johnny, man, what are you looking forward to in this Superflex half point PPR dynasty startup? We've still got the six, seven and eight spots available. We'll get this one started with or without you in just a couple of minutes. Whisper Nation. But Johnny, what are you looking forward to in this draft? Or what are you keeping an eye out? Anything you're looking to try on for size? I know you're drafting at the end on the turn in the 10 spot here.
1: Yeah, I'll go ahead and I'll flash up my, my screen here just to preview again what we're drafting for QB. This isn't, uh, this actually, is. does it say super flex in here? Oh, we do have super flex. This, it is a super flex. Uh, it is super flex. So um, we, here's the thing. We always uh see where these quarterbacks go, where these quarterbacks, you know, some people go and draft them a little bit high. Mm-hmm. Might wait around. We'll see what's around. This is a 10-teamer. So teams are going to be super stacked here. Uh, so I don't think I'll necessarily go for a quarterback that high. Mm. Um, but yeah, I know I'm know i excited to see where some of these uh, wide receivers have been traded, what people feel like uh, their value is as of right now.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. A lot of action this offseason going on. Scott, good to have you with us, man. We are oh. going to be doing a money draft. Thanks for bringing it up. So what Scott is talking about is our underdog best ball tournament that we are going to do immediately following this sleeper draft. So it's a $3 entry fee to join the best ball tournament, and that's going to be an actual one we do throughout the year. Obviously, we won't know who wins that tournament until the end of the 2022-2023 NFL season, but we're going to be doing one every single week from now until the start of the NFL season, along with you, Whisper Nation. So if you haven't downloaded Underdog Fantasy yet, I really recommend it, not just because they pay us to say that, but because the app is awesome. We have been having so much fun with it. I've been losing a ton of money gambling on basketball games. Uh, Not my forte, but I was able to pick up a lot during football. So I'm still playing with house money. Uh, and just really waiting for that football season to come around to start picking up some more wins. Johnny, Scott's asking about the link. Well, the yeah. the the underdog link is going to come out, Scott. Uh, At the end of the show, because once we launch the room, once it fills, then it starts. So we don't get as much control like we do in Sleeper. Uh, And then for the Sleeper link, though, you can catch that on Twitter, right? On our Discord as well. Johnny, where's the the quickest place to jump in if Scott's trying to get into the Sleeper room? I
1: did drop it into uh, the chat on Sleeper as well. So it should be in the chat, the link to uh, the Sleeper. And you know what? I I can just drop this into YouTube too, can't I? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's in the YouTube. It's in, oh. the, it, it's in the computer. Oh, I see, guys. You it's did, in yep. the Computer. Scott, scroll up. Yeah, scroll up. Oh, yeah, that's a cl- the classic. Scroll up, and the text message said, there. "Fred Johnson, scroll up." Yeah, we got three <laughs> spots left open. Uh, if you guys want to jump on there, like I said, we have uh, tweeted that out. We have sent that out in our Discord. Yes, we'll get we'll get started here shortly on this ten teamer. Austin, you got the number one pick. Obviously, yeah. it's just uh, me and you today. Big Travi, yep. uh traveling. Went back to Cali. Cali, Cali for the weekend, uh, and <laughs> it's just us too No, no. Dude. I, I'm just like no, nah, no, nah, dude. No, nah, no.
0: Nah. I love you so much, man. I love you so much. I love you. I just love you so much. I'll just leave it at that. All right, we got six, seven, and eight spot here. I think we're gonna get about sixty seconds. What's up, Ronald? We'll Good oh, to have Ronald. you, Ronald know, Professor. Love it, Ron. We are gonna be we're gonna be getting started here in about 60 seconds. Six, seven, and eight spots are still open. After this sleeper draft, we're going to be jumping over to our best ball via underdog and doing that for it's gonna be a six-person draft, three-dollar entry fee, just like we did it last week. Looking forward to that. But we're gonna get through the sleeper super flex half point PPR dynasty startup before that. And so, Johnny, you asked me about my one-one spot right now. I am. Oh boy. Jonathan Taylor is kind of the clean cut. Number one pick in a dynasty startup for me right now. If you want to go running back and not pick up a quarterback. Um, I, uh, there, Najee Harris has got a little consideration, but I'm taking Jonathan Taylor over him. And then, I mean, Justin Jefferson and then Jamar chase gave a little bit of consideration for me, but, it's pretty much stuck there. Anyone else I should be considering there, Johnny?
1: And dynasty. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard not for it's hard for me not to go Jonathan Taylor right now. Yeah, like, you know, even though running backs, we know that their their career spans a little bit shorter, but still, I mean, if you want to go the wider, I mean. Let's go ahead and that. a super flex being that super flex. I mean, you could go in a little bit different directions here being that it is a super flex. Where do you feel comfortable is what you ultimately have to decide on where, what you want to do with that number one overall pick. If I'm going Jonathan Taylor though, in that number one spot, right. Then I'm, I'm counter balancing that out throughout the rest of my draft where I probably won't be drafting another running back for quite a few rounds because I want to stack up the wide receivers, the at least grab one quarterback and then go from there and see where the, that kind of is laying out the lay of the land. As they say, as you start to get in that, you know, six, seven, eight, you can kind of get your second, third running back there. That's Mm. the one thing I would say if you, if you are going to go Jonathan Taylor, whereas if you go to a quarterback first or, which I don't think you necessarily have to do, or even if you go wide receiver, I think it gives your team a little bit uh, you you open yourself a little bit further down in the draft in those like two, three, four area where you might be able to capitalize on a running back that fell. And to me, that might seem a little bit more comfortable uh, with how I like to play. So it it all depends on your own comfortability. But I'm excited to see what you end up doing here, Austin, uh, being that we're about to get started here.
0: Yeah, we're waiting to done. Just, I think we're waiting on Scott here. So just give me a second having an issue. We'd love to have you jump in in here with us. Hey, we're all having issues here, you know? Uh, well, we are. It's just that time of Monday. history. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's just... Oh, Ron, Ron, Ron is in there. All right. All right. Oh, there five. we go. What's up, DBR? Love to have it in there.
0: All right. Let's go ahead and just give you me it going. W- yeah don't i have this one don't i gotta oh yeah yeah you have to get it started sorry i'm i'm used to you're right yeah it's on me this time so i'm gonna go ahead and fire this one up we're gonna get started in three two two one. are you sure you want to start the draft i'm sure let's go ahead and do it all right I'm going to hit that little volume button to keep the sound effects to myself and make my first selection. I'm just going to go ahead and not get too cute with it on this one. I'm going to go standard on my approach. Jonathan Taylor. Smitty Satao is coming up next. Got BroCal 38 in the three spot. Idaho Packers. What a cool nickname is going on. I would love to hear a little background on that name. Idaho. We got Weiberg 420 in the five. Professor Ron here in the six. DBR in the 7, Auto Drafting in the 8, Josh Blizzy here in the 9, former Whisper Listener champion and the one and only Johnny Game Time Hicks drafting in that 10 spot. All right, Ron said it best. Here. Oh yeah, Kool-Aid <laughs> man coming in your living room. Let's Bro, get it.
1: That's they I I had the volume on one of the sleeper things. Hey, did you know did you know that now if you don't make a pick and time runs out. They have a little voiceover that says, "Oh, come on, dude! Really? Yeah, dude. So that just happened to Smitty Sato. Yeah, he just. just although, <laughs> although he Justin, he got Justin Jefferson. So yeah, I'm sure Smitty will be back right in here because he. Yeah, it happens. It, yeah. it does happen. He signed even... up. He signed up like right away. He was like one of the, one of the first one.
0: Uh, here we go. Ooh, What's good, Josh. Josh? What's up, Josh? Let's get some Josh, a frequent high quality drafter, I must say. Credit where credit is due. And Whisper Nation, though, has been on it with a lot of the drafts as of late. They haven't been as as uh, easy as they might have had been a couple of years ago. People are paying attention to know what's going on here. So Josh oh, Allen.
1: Wow. Your boy wow. Swift. Wow. Gone. First round,
0: Scott. First round. You're gonna take my boy. that here? Hold now for a little bit.
1: I mean, I was probably, I was not going to take him here in this. I thought maybe he'd fall to the third, but Scott over here, taking him in the first. Really? I mean, that makes me proud. That makes me like a proud parent right now and a proud moment. in in my mock drafting livelihood for TFW, you know, Uh makes it's me feel crazy good. That is coming into his third year and he's still just 23 years old. Yeah, I know. He's super. Young. Well, did you see too uh, that, Detroit Lions, man. No, and Scotch is getting on the early, on the getting an early jump. here. He heads
0: up. You are on the clock right now,
1: Johnny. Yeah, I uh, do. I want to go three seconds. I'm gonna go. Nice. Up. Okay. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go. Do I want to do this or do I not want to do this? Um, okay. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna go back to back wide receivers here. Ooh. And. I'm going to go. Do I take Tyreek? No, I'll go Devontae. You know, Cubs you bring Adams. I, I wanted to ask you a
0: little bit about the news coming from Josh McDaniel. actually Mike McDaniel today about. Tyreek Hill, you know, Mike, McDaniel here, head coach of the Miami Dolphins, Tyreek Hill, newest acquisition of the Miami Dolphins. He said he sees a lot of overlap between the way the 49ers use Debo Samuel and the way that he would like to use Tyreek Hill in Miami. What are your initial thoughts about that, Johnny?
1: I mean, we talked about that right on Thursday's TFW live show. So if you're not uh, subscribed to our channel, make sure you subscribe. We go live on Thursdays. And that was one of the topics we talked about, right? We talked about where his, you know, coaching tree came from, where it started to branch off and what Mm. that could possibly mean. Our big question was, Hey, is it going to be Tyreek Hill? That is definitely going to get that Debo role. Or are they going to put Tyreek in the, in the, um, Brandon Iuke role and give Waddle the Mm. Debo role, right? Because they're kind of interchangeable in my opinion. Now, Obviously, Tyreek is a much more uh, improved and, and well-rounded wide receiver. He's been in the league. He's been proven, right? More uh, Yeah, more polished. But you also have Waddle very, being very impressive. So, mm-hmm. uh, But again, hearing th- that, that was the topic that we brought up, is who is going to get that DBA role? That is what's going to be very, very interesting. And, and hearing that it is, in fact, uh, Tyreek makes me more confident in drafting Tyreek this year. Uh, because of that. Now, will he be as effective as Debo? Probably not. Debo was very, very efficient last year Uh, and, and almost like, you know, need almost jumping off the page kind of at how, at how good he was. Right. Um, So can Tyreek under that circumstance of, you know, it's a different a completely different game kind of for, for Hill, right? He's still gonna be using his speed, but in a different way. It's gonna be a lot more around the line of scrimmage. I don't, you know, not as many big, big chunk plays uh over the top. Um, so it will be interesting. Uh do you have what's your opinion on Tyreek Hill? Are you worried that he is going to get overhyped because of what we saw from Debo last year? And you know, I don't
0: no, I mean, I'm not concerned about it. No, I'm I guess the question is, where do we see Tyreek Hill going in redraft formats? I'm thinking about Tyreek Hill in the context of Dynasty one, because we're having a Dynasty startup draft right now. But I also have rostered Tyreek Hill in our Dynasty league. So I've Mm -hmm. enjoyed Tyreek Hill's service over the last several years where he has been phenomenal. And looking at him with a quarterback other than Patrick Mahomes doesn't get me jacked up. But hearing the new coach talk about ways they'd like to use Tyreek Hill with a special plan in mind, resembling one of the best wide receivers we had last season in Debo Samuel, makes me think: that, Yes, you're getting a downgrade at quarterback. You just, I, I think that Tua is good, but you can't call it a lateral move at quarterback when you got Patrick Mahomes. You know where he's coming right. from, so he's a downgrade at quarterback. But that doesn't mean the production necessarily is going to be downgraded because Tua could get it done. I I think, though, it's more likely that Tyreek Hill did see a reduction in production with Tua as his quarterback playing for the Dolphins. But with this new commentary from Mike McDaniel, Tyreek Hill could be used in additional ways. So he's still that deep threat option. He's still that speed demon. But now he's a bit of a gadget player as well, getting some touches out of the backfield. Like if he gets five touches a game out of the backfield to go along with a good handful of healthy targets, I don't think Tyreek Hill misses a step, but I don't think he goes up or down much from where we've seen him. You know, he's in that wide receiver one category. Am I taking him one, one overall? No, I'm not. But I think he's in that back end of tier one for me still. Okay. I know you're on the clock here after my Tyreek Hill monologue just concluded now. While you're making your picks here, I just want to give the audio listeners a rundown after Johnny picked up Adams to start the second. We saw Javante Williams, Alvin Kamara, Derek Henry, Austin Eckler, Joe Burrow, uh, Bryce Hall, Nick Chubb, Tyreek Hill, and Antonio Gibson come off the board. I started the third off with the aforementioned Patrick Mahomes, followed by Debo Samuel, Joe Mixon, A.J. Brown, Justin Herbert, Stefan Diggs, D.K. Metcalf, Burks, Waddle, Johnny takes Kyler Murray as his first quarterback and Terry McLaurin as his third wide receiver. Johnny, you want to give us a little bit of a rundown of what you were thinking? Were you considering any other pieces here besides Kyler Murray or Terry McLaurin, or were you pretty stoked that they were available when it came to be your pick?
1: Uh, I, I wanted to Terry McLaurin for sure. He was, yeah, that um, I was also looking at Kyle Pitts who uh, Jay Blizzy took right after me. So that's a little bit unfortunate. Thought maybe he could drop to the next round um and then I mean obviously the quarterbacks I was looking at it who would I rather have uh Kyler Lamar Deshaun Watson Jay. I I still think that there's a lot of quarterbacks I probably wouldn't go this early on quarterback it was a little bit of a panic pick there mm. um with what I kind of wanted to do so I I'm not too excited about the I mean I'm excited that Ky, uh, Kyler Murray I think has a tremendous upside for fantasy football still right mm-hmm. I, I still think that some of his better days for fantasy football are ahead of him do i like the fact that I, he I had to take him in the third round no i don't uh not in a 10 teamer i probably would have waited a little bit longer um but again we'll see if my other player can maybe make it back to me i don't know Keep it out I one a little that bit one. close for yourself yeah just a little bit just to see because it would i would love to see if i got him in the fifth um but most likely i won't um but yeah i would have waited i should have waited a little bit longer on quarterback i got a little spooked there
2: well
0: now i've got to make my selections here i like my two running backs Jonathan taylor and antonio yeah, that's a pretty good, good stack there we now win later i like that i think i probably gotta kind of stay within that same world of like win now and win later and i think i've got some decent people to keep that going i like deontay johnson yeah,
1: that was it yeah, I thought that Deontay Johnson was like where I probably would have went instead of Kyler. I thought about it and then back. You know,
2: off.
0: I'm, I'm looking right now. I think DeAndre Hopkins is the best win now receiver that we've got available. But I like a little bit more of the length of like, you know what? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with this unless I'm gonna do a quick scan. Nope, there's no running backs here that I'm in love with. I'm gonna go ahead. A little bit of hometown love there in the Arizona Cardinals. DeAndre Hopkins. It does concern me of how much time he missed last year only because he's not somebody who traditionally misses much time at all, which could be a suggestion that his cells are starting to break down a little bit is what naturally happens as we get older, but the man is still in his 20s. I'll bet 29. We need him Kyler Murray and the bird gang to be productive. I think there's going to be an added emphasis on that. I think DeAndre Hopkins has got a couple of stellar years ahead, so I'm going to use him uh, as one of my anchor wide receivers right now in this dynasty startup and then maybe try to get some younger guys as it's pretty the good that progresses.
1: It's a little while I'm, I'm kind of noticing this too that Kyle Pitts was the first tight end off the board as well. Ooh, which I, I is a little interesting to me
0: do you think that that's a purely logical take or is there just like a little bit of sex appeal tied into that? Because Kyle Pitts is the most attractive wide receiver in terms of a football acumen. I actually don't. I couldn't tell you what his what his face looks like to comment on that side of it. But Kyle Pitts is young. He is coming out like a unicorn. I mean, Kyle Pitts is supposed to be something that maybe we've never even seen before with all of that Mystery box element aside, do you think that Kyle Pitts, who did have a great rookie year, uh, just straight up, let alone a great rookie year for a 21-year-old tight end, do you think that in a dynasty startup, third, fourth round here, I guess fourth
1: round, that's the right pick? Kyle Pitts is the number one tight end off the board. I mean, it it certainly like checks logic, right? Because mm-hmm. you're looking at Travis Kelsey, all right. Like, what would be the argument of taking Pitts over Kelsey? Okay, you're going with the youth. Okay, so, you, like, that makes sense. Tyree, uh, Travis Kelsey probably still has a good three years left in him, but there is some, you know, concern with, okay, what does the game plan look like without a Tyree kill on the field? Do they double now Travis Kelsey every single time? That could be some concern there. Um, but I, I don't know. Mark Andrews, to me, is still really young. You yeah. could have your concern. Like, I... I I think it would just come down to youth and then just you're just hoping that you lock that up as one of the best tight ends for the next 10 years is kind of like,
0: yeah, Johnny, I think as you're making your next two picks here in the fifth and sixth rounds, I think you cleared that up for my decision making love Kyle Pitts, love what he's about. But if I'm dynasty drafting a startup squad, I think it is Mark Andrews, who is still only 26 years old. And was the number one tight end in all formats last year with no real indicator that his projections are going to change moving forward. I mean, this guy has been uh, a top five tight end in, in standard formats the last three years. Um, and in PPR, he's been a top five. He was number six in 2020. So he's been, he's been right there the last three seasons with no reason to believe that's going to slow down. And Kyle Pitts, while he's got all the talent in the world, we don't know what his quarterbacking situation is going to be looking like long term. Um, We don't know what the Falcons overall game plan is going to be like. There's just a lot of question marks surrounding Kyle Pitts that I don't see with Mark Andrews. I guess there's a potential a little more upside in Kyle Pitts, but Mark Andrews has already delivered for you.
1: Yeah. I, I think Mark Andrews has a tremendous upside if Lamar continues to develop as he has been over the last few years. I think, I mean, this guy, but you need order. him to
2: develop,
0: Mark like, Andrews. even if, like, if, if, if Lamar doesn't develop and he has to kind of go with the safety blanket approach,
1: I mean, is there, is if, there any if,
0: world where Mark Andrews suffers as long as
1: Mark Andrew? excuse me, as long as Lamar is actually the quarterback for the Ravens? Yes because he has struggled the last couple of years and not hit his actual I mean yeah you look at the end of year finishes and and you'd be like okay well it doesn't you know he's he's doing just fine right like end number of year, one tight end wait, last year number one last year four uh four tight end four tight, uh, or six in PPR two years ago yeah. tight end five three years ago right you're looking at that and saying well Johnny, like, where are you saying? How can you be more consistent? If you look at the week to week, is the problem in twenty nineteen and twenty twenty? You get three games in which Mark Andrews went absolutely bananas, and then the rest of the time he was a mediocre tight end. And so, like, you don't want that from your tight end. Like, you want to be consistent. Like, that's the that's the draw and the lure of having a Travis Kelsey is that the idea is that, hey, Travis Kelsey is going to get you top five tight end produ- production mm-hmm. each and every single week. On a more consistent basis. Right. And yeah. is Mark Andrews going to do that? As He hasn't shown it, right? Last year was the best year that so far, and even last year, he struggled through many games uh, where he wasn't a top nonchalant uh, or echelon tight end. And then he had some mega, mega balls games down there at the end where he scored, you know, 40 fantasy points uh, twice. I I believe he had two games last year where he scored over 35 fantasy points. So that's like 70 fantasy points from a tight end in two games is a lot of time. That's a lot of points coming from that's going to weigh down your overall total production. So, again, I'm one of the biggest Mark Andrew fans. But again, like looking at the details of where, where you're getting this production from is important when you're talking about, you know, the number one tight end or where you should go with these guys.
0: Yeah. In PPR formats last year in week five, he had 41 points and in week 15, he had 35. Yeah. Now so- the week before that he had 28 the week after that he had 26 the week after that he had 15 the week after that he had 16.5. But I right. hear what you're saying there about he does have some volatility to him. I'm wondering if though his ceiling, which is kind of like, does anybody touch a ceiling close to Mark Andrews and tight end before? We're, we're, this isn't going to be a whole thing dominated by Mark Andrews. But I guess my last question to be would to you would be: Does anybody touch the ceiling of Mark Andrews today? Does like is yeah, is Darren Waller can Darren Waller touch a ceiling? Can Hawkinson touch that ceiling? Have, I
1: I believe that you've got i think kyle pitts can touch that ceiling i do think that travis kelsey can touch that ceiling again uh and my bigger question is can mark andrews touch that ceiling again like i'm more confident that
0: all why at age 26 guys, why at age 26 with the same quarterback would he not be able to touch that ceiling because there
1: were a lot of fat again like there were a lot of it was similar to two years ago right when travis kelsey had 10 straight games where he scored a touchdown, and like we were look and like coming into this year, like that. That's this is a whole point of uh that I like to look at um, like not only year to year standpoints, but also like week to week production. Because two years ago, coming into last year, Travis Kelsey had been the number one tight end for seven straight years, if I'm not, or I know it was at least five straight years, and then he was uh, you know, top five for uh two a uh, couple of years on either side of that so it, uh, according to the book Travis Kelsey was the safest tight end mm-hmm. what happened last year Travis Kelsey was a terrible tight end from a week to week standpoint and so you know at but where do you finish he still finished top five so again, can these guys reach that ceiling for sure? Cause Travis Kelsey can do it. Waller could definitely do it. Um, Kittle could do it. Cause we've seen all those guys Kittle do it now. Yeah. Now are they going to probably not because that, you know, for Darren Waller's example, well, now you have to battle with targets for, you know, Devonte Adams, uh, George Kittle. Can he do it? Well, now you've got Debo that's emerging. Now you've got, you know, maybe Brandon Ayuk reemerges and show some live, you know, like, So it's it's a opportunity match with uh, an upswing or going with the current uh, of that year for tight ends. And that's like a perfect storm almost. And that's what I think you saw from Mark Andrews next year or last year. Will he do it again this next year? I have my doubts. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think I mean, you're talking about, like you said two games in which he scored over what 35 fantasy points that you just said. And then he had what five other games in which he scored over 15 fantasy points. I mean, that's what you want from your tight end. But I, uh, you know, as someone who has Mark Andrews in multiple leagues, I don't know if he can reach that ceiling again, because you've got, you know, Lamar coming back, hopefully for a whole full healthy season. You've also got, um, you know, marquise brown potentially getting better you've got you know uh their their other wide receiver that was a rookie last year that was in and out of the lineup uh and you know is he gonna take more targets so that's kind of where my hesitation comes on whether or not mark andrews can get back to what he did last year does he have the talent absolutely we'll see if he ends up if that ends up panning out
0: We'll see on that one. It's speaking of panning out on this one, it looks like our settings did not get saved. I thought it was a super flex. Man, we are having some struggles going on with our super flex. We'll just call that one out here. It, isn't it a isn't. Super, Well, we have it. No, we don't have the extra quarterback spot that didn't get added on there. It didn't get saved. So uh, deal with that as we are. So it's looking like a... It is. We're calling it a super flex. We're calling it a super flex over here. That's right. So stick with us on this one, and you know we're just mocking around on this to get some of the wrinkles ironed out on this one. I'm drafting as a super flex as well, Ronald. On this one, yeah, I am. I'm as I'm doing so as well. Super flex. Super flex. For sure. Yeah. I my double, double dip there. I probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we know that he's in your starting lineup here. Do it. And that's what we have been going the whole way through. So we are drafting these ones all as super flex formats with only one auto drafter in here. So it's really not having that pigment impact, actually. So it's not a significant hiccup, but I do appreciate that recognition coming in. Do
1: you have any rookies? No,
0: I haven't drafted Um, any rookies yet. And I'm I'm starting to come around to turn on that one. I wanted to ask you about that. You know, what's kind of your position on taking rookies in dynasty startups? I'll tell you what mine is first. I like to go with impactful players on the younger side, but I don't need people to be like babies, you know, like some a guy who's 25, 26, 27, you know, that can be four years of really good production, maybe not the running back position, but another, but a tight end at wide receiver at quarterback, most definitely. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, a season is, a, it takes some time. Like a lot of things can happen in the course of a season. So I'm not looking to gobble up rookies really early, but I am looking to take a ton of lotto picks on them moving forward. So like I get to a point when all of the guys that I'm interested in are gone. And like, I'll just full disclosure. I'm looking at miles Gaskin. I'm looking at, um, Rashad Penny, Ramondre Stevenson. Some of these guys you're going to pass on, on the penny. I think in a dynasty mode, would I take Penny or would I take an attractive rookie? I think that's the line. I'm taking an attractive rookie over there. I think it's pretty much as much of a dice roll. Now, if I didn't have any starting running backs, I would be going this year. I'd be going with Rashad Penny because we talked about this on Thursday's show. You need to... Um, look at how the player finished at the end of last season and what situation are they coming into to start this year to really give a clean outlook on where you think they're going to be um, production wise. And oh no, did this freeze? Oh no. Uh,
1: did yours freeze? Oh, it did. It's going in and out. You got three, two, one. Time's up. Oh, um, you, got, you got your boy Aaron Rodgers. I, I didn't. I just hey. want a pick. I don't even hey. like it
0: but um we'll go ahead and get myself some trade value or whatever on that yeah, one there you but, go. yeah i think you get to a point you know when you kind of use up all of the guys that you're excited about snagging and then it's like let's just get let's just load up on these rookies like let's really get it going because a, a rookie that does hit is crazy valuable i mean you, you yeah i'm gonna make my pick here before i start running my mouth but you know naji yeah. harris went number three overall in this dynasty startup uh Jamal Williams uh, went at the top of the second round. Um, a lot of young guys going really early when they hit. So especially at the running back position, I'm going to gobble up some of those talented rookies as soon as the decision becomes a rookie we've never seen, but we're excited by, or someone that's like best case scenario was an RB2. Yeah,
1: I I, I might not even draft any rookies on this team, to be honest with you. Just because where it would be at, you know, in the draft, I do, I like when we were in doing our rookie draft, there were several rookies that I did like, and I ended up picking, but most of them I had to end up cutting because of, ah, Penny got taken right before, right before you was really hoping he was going to fall to me because I needed him on this roster. Uh, but thanks Jay Blizzy for sniping my guy there but that's okay. I'm going to take Ramondre here and I'm, I might go, Ooh, actually, you know, what I'm going to do right here, man. This one actually, in this case, you're, I'd probably be better off going with uh, a rookie year, but I'm going to get a a boy, Ronald Jones, dude, dude, new, newly, newly signed to the Kansas City Chiefs.
0: You know, I wanted to actually ask you about Juju Smith-Schuster, who was taken like a half a round before it came to you over there by Weiberg420. What's up do it? Uh, And now you're bringing up Ronald Jones, newest member of the Kansas City Chiefs. So give me your take here on the Kansas City Chiefs new weapons. We've got Ronald Jones to presumably back up or compete with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. We've also got Juju Smith Schuster who's going to be stepping into a team that doesn't have a clear cut number one. Now, my dynasty squad is hoping it's Micole Hardman. And I think there's reason to believe Mikole is going to maybe we were a year too early, you know, on the breakout call of Nicole. Um, maybe it's, you know, it's a ship that already sailed. What is your there you go, Johnny? That always yeah, got good. a snipe, baby. What's Check your take him. on some of the new Kansas City weapons, specifically Ronald Jones and Juju Smith Schuster?
1: Ronald Jones is going to be interesting uh because not the greatest receiver. Obviously we you know his hands aren't the greatest hands, but he did look explosive, did look good between the tackles. If that's how they use him in Kansas City, which you know, why wouldn't they? Um that could get interesting, right? You're talking about goal line work for Kansas City. They just lost Tyreek, maybe they do run it a little bit more. Um and just thinking about Andy Reed, how he likes to use his running backs. I do think this spells a little bit of, I mean, CEH already had trouble in the waters, right? Like there was already some blood in the waters when it came to see C- uh, but now there's, there's some, you know, s- sharks are really starting to swim around here and, and this isn't shark tank. Okay. Uh, this isn't, it's not a good thing. All right. So I, I do believe that Ronald Jones could end up being an, a sneaky little pick here. Hmm. The other thing when you talk about Juju,
0: like Ronald Jones, really quick. Ronald Jones could be the starting running back for the Chiefs. Yeah. They haven't sure. had an actual competition really for Clyde Edwards lair since he was drafted, the first overall running back a few years back. Like Daryl Williams, like to see what he was doing. Damian Williams, you know, f- they had some good moments. Le'Veon Bell, the time he served coming in there for for a minute or two. None of these guys really had a shot at dethroning Clyde Edwards-Alaire from being the majority shareholder of that backfield, right? Ronald Jones, to me, though, has that capability.
1: Yeah, and I yeah. I think that when you're looking at just skill set, right, again, it, there there needs to be some kind of pass-catching running back there. Well, that mm-hmm. that's not Ronald Jones, but you can't. Dang it! Jacob. Oh, Jay Blizzy. Josh Blizzy. Jay, Josh Blizzy. <laughs> You just keep sniping my damn players here, man. And like, I can't even concentrate because I'm trying. I'm so focused on trying to get these players. And then, you know, end the... up Tony right before me. All Way right, to fine, go. Dude. Fine. I'll just grab the other giant who I think could have some potential and bounce back opportunity this year. Oh, well, I'm not going to take him. But Ronald, uh, oh, Julio Jones, Julio Jones, potentially Cardinals. Eh, eh. That's what they're saying. There's still some like. High profile
0: veteran receivers unsigned Julio Odell, your boy Juice Jarvis Landry.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. Get, I, I this is a little bit of an upside play here, but it's because I have Kyle. Oh, I so. like that.
0: Yeah, I, I like that go. Rondell Moore pickup a lot. I'm actually surprised to see him this available this late. Rondell Moore, I think, was underutilized, but we saw what he was capable of last year. Yeah, He is the only person we, we like to compare a lot of people to Tyreek Hill. I don't think I've, I've really felt a fair comparison to Tyreek Hill, except Rondell Moore, that one to me and a little bit of Kadarius Tony here and there, that actual glitch speed, like, you know, God bless Javonta Smith, Jalen Waddle. These guys, they're, they're insanely fast and in the way that they move, but not glitch speed. To me, yeah. Rondell Moore, though, has that glitch ability and it it freaks me out. And I'd love to see him utilized a little bit better.
1: Yeah. Considering the fact that he got like, I believe it was like less than 8% target share last year. You would like to see that go up. Now the potential is definitely there, right? With Christian Kirk out the door, AJ Green gone. We'll see if they draft any wide receivers, but we know that Steve Kime is not great at drafting wide receivers.
0: 10 wide receivers. Absolutely. Steve Kime has
1: drafted. Only one yeah. has broken a thousand yards and that was John Brown. Yeah. So um, hopefully, hopefully Rondell can make that number two, um, and then hopefully we can draft a wide receiver. But like I said, we're there are some rumors that Julio could come here, which is interesting. Not you know at this point in his career, not the biggest Julio fan, right? But but when you're talking about pairing that with Hopkins, I definitely think that there is, that, that that's really good. I, I I will say I do think he could do better than what. AJ did last year in yeah. that same spot or same role. So that would be pretty interesting there. Oh, and Zach Ertz going super late. That was another good uh good pickup there.
0: Oh, that is a really good pickup to come in and pick these ones there. Um, I like that take Johnny, and I think that Julio could be a better piece than AJ was last year, who was not disappointing, I'll say, for the role that we expected AJ yeah. to serve. I think he served it fine, you know, minus that horrible play to close the Packers game. And some uh, you know late plays down at the end of the season. I think that AJ Green was a nice fill-in, and I think Julio could be the same thing.
1: Yeah, it'll be. You know, we'll see. We'll see where uh, Julio ends up if he ends up coming here. But there, are, there have been rumors, and like I said, he's had previous ties here before because him and Hopkins wanted to play together. So I'll get I'll get my boy DJ Chark here, dude. There's so many interesting like. Still so many. That's it, man. That's the end. All right.
0: Already. We got this mock through. I'm loving the 30 second format here in the mock draft setup. So to hell with the kickers. Exactly. Do it for 20. We are going now to go through and do a little bit of our draft grades here pretty quickly uh, for the non auto drafted squads that we got. Give a quick breakdown on those. Then before we go and jump into. The money league, as Scott has pointed out, we're going to be doing that over on underdog fantasy, and we're going to be doing a 16 best ball draft, $3 entry fee on this one. So as soon as we're done here, we're going to launch that tournament up, put the link in this draft here, and then have a chance to do a best ball draft. We're going to do one more of these, and uh, this one will be for actual money, actual competition. It's going to save the draft. We'll see how it all shakes out in January of 2023. We're going to be doing one of these every single week. So be sure to download Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code TFW to get up to $100 matched. So you put in 50 bucks to launch it. Underdog will throw $50 your way as well. And then jump in the Best Ball link once we send that one over your way. But let's go ahead and get these draft grades cooking, Johnny. Um, I will go ahead and go first. Let's start with our uh bro 38 here in the third spot who takes naji harris in the first and then goes to the stable of running backs nick chubb and joe mixon uh his first three picks i think this is a great one two three i think you're winning now i think you're winning next year too way to go mark andrews in the fourth round johnny and i had a Substantial conversation on how good we think Mark Andrews is, his volatility, his ceiling, all these things. But it all shakes out, though, he's still 26 years old and does have that elite upside. We like to the pick there, as I do. And then you fill out your wide receiver depth here. Chris Godwin, Devonta Smith, Amari Cooper, and uh, Chris Ole, rookie wide receiver coming in there. I think you give yourself some good win now, specifically with Godwin and Cooper. I like Devonta Smith this year, and the highly touted rookie is going to be nice for the future. Um, Damian Harris would be your fourth running back. That's pretty nice. Uh, Mike Williams there should also have some win now, upside. The Chargers certainly hope so after signing him to a three year, $60 million deal. Tua and Zach Wilson are your two quarterbacks. I like Tua. I want to like Zach Wilson. He didn't give me anything last year to get excited about, but we'll see how he progresses. Alexander Madison, Chuba Hubbard is your 13th, 14th, and Zach Ertz there as your backup tight end. I'm looking at holes. I see a little hole at quarterback. I like your running backs. I like your wide receivers. I don't love them, Um, but I wouldn't call any of these spots holes. I wouldn't call it a strength either. I think this team is really well-rounded. I think its strengths can be found in the tight end position and in the stable of running backs. I think it. I think it's not as scary or as intimidating as you might hope for it to be. If if this is the way that you drafted, I, I'm going to give him a solid. Yeah, I'm going to go B, B minus on this squad. B plus from Johnny on this one. B, Love the B plus from me. B plus from Johnny on this. Yeah, whiteboard out ready. Um, yeah. I think this is a really good mock draft. Some good things to take away from here. But I'm, I'm going to go with a B
1: on this one. Okay. Oh, well, we got our Smitty just jump back in here. So you all right? Weiberg. What's up oh. with the Idaho Packers? Huh? Oh yeah. Well, it it did say auto draft in there. I didn't know. I but I do know he was through there. All right, Idaho Packers here. Getting Christian McCaffrey with his first pick at the one hundred four. Uh, I think it's just, we got a rookie taking a rookie early here and Hall as his backup running back. You got Leonard Fournette in the 7th and James Carter. Okay, I like and Chris Carson all the way down to 15. I I don't know about Chris Carson and what his future is uh with football some current concerning parts with his neck, but overall that's a pretty solid running room running back room uh at least for the uh for the immediate future, right? So let's see if this based on what the running backs are it's more likely a uh a team that's competing Immediately, so with a wide receiver group of AJ Brown, T Higgins, Mike Evans, Allen Robinson, Adam Thielen, Rashad Bateman, and Brandon Cook, that's a very solid wide receiver core there. I really like what you did there. I think it's really good quality depth with quality players. Uh, quarterback, you got Lamar Jackson, that's the only one you might want to pick up. Another one that would be a concern with it being a super flex. But there was some uh back and forth on that, so understand why going with so just he was a moderate. little bit auto drafted, too. Yeah, facts. Um, tight end Godert and Dawson Knox, two solid tight ends that I think are, are going to be very good. Uh, they can go between the two. Uh, will either one be the number one overall tight end for the year? Probably not, but I think between the two would be very, very competitive for you. So, I like this draft. Um, there are a few few uh draft picks that i don't necessarily love but again you you mitigated uh the overall risk here between going back and forth but again i would probably go or austin you want to write what uh, what, yeah it's a super flex
0: it is a super flex and there was an auto drafted issue with that one so that's a major hit um with that said i gotta go with i'm gonna go with a b plus on this one Um, Because I think that it does have some scary pieces. I agree with Ronald that a CMC in a dynasty super draft is too early. No, thanks. But if we're this season still counts, season one still counts. So you might have if Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy, you've got an elite running back right there. You've got presumably you hope the next Najee Harris there. In Hall, we don't know where he's going yet, so that's concerning at this point in the season. But it could end up being a great pickup, I just don't know, and I'm concerned at this point. And um, nice, nice receivers there, like this can win you now, win you later with Brown, Higgins, and Evans. Um, Allen Robinson, I think, is kind of a sneaky pick. Uh, Thielen Bateman Cooks, not bad depth to have there for you. And then I like the tight ends. I'm
1: going, I'm going to A minus. All right, A minus for me, that's I like that team.
0: All right. All right, let's go ahead and hit up now Weiberg for 20. 420. Right. Takes Jamar Chase there in the five spot and then picks up Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. Really great young quarterback talent here in the Superflex draft. Way to go on that pickup. It's nice. Let's see if it made any other sacrifices for you. Aaron Jones and David Montgomery are two nice running backs, I think, for this year, especially Aaron Jones with the depleted targets of Devontae Adams leaving. Keenan Allen, Michael Pittman as your top two wide receivers. Marquise Brown as your third, presumably with Juju Smith-Schuster and Gabriel Davis. That's actually some like, yeah, it's pretty good. nice depth. I like it. Juju Smith-Schuster has got more appeal for him this year than I think he's had the last two, at least for me. And Gabe Davis is coming off a phenomenal finish last season. I really like that pick up there. Uh, you combine your two running backs with Tony Pollard, Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, you're going to need something to happen for one of those three guys to become relevant. Things happen though. It's a dynasty. It's why you're sitting on them. Um, Fryer Muth is a great young tight end to have as your starting tight end and as your dynasty tight end. I like that pickup. I, I think this is a, I think this is a good team. I yeah. think this is actually a really good team. I don't see any holes. I'm with you, Johnny. I'm with you hey. there. It's... Hey,
1: What? I know. I sounded that I said that like a, but it was like a. Okay, I was just, oh, okay. I thought you were a, trying just to just an a. Hey, got it. Yeah, I'm with a. you on this one. <laughs>
0: this receiver
1: one. There I, it is. I noticed that like after I was like, you're just like, oh, what? Uh huh. No. Yeah, this I is good. A, just just an A. just an a. That was a good one. All right. Our guy, our our boy Ron here, professor, the professor Ron coming in, uh, drafting at this six spot. Took a lot of ooh, he went he went pretty young with the quarterbacks. So quarterback like this. in his first so Josh Allen in the first round. Then he took uh Trey Lance later on, and then uh uh Pickett, who is a rookie supposed to go number one at the quarterback position this year. So quite the stack there for quarterbacks uh in a dynasty. Then Austin Eckler started off his running backs in the second round, uh with he paired it with uh rookie spiller. You got ooh, Travis Etienne in the 7th and then Devin Singletary in the 10th and then Miles Gaskin in the 13th. Uh running back depth there is a little bit shaky. Of course, like we don't know where Spiller is going to get drafted. There could be some potential if he goes to like a really good uh offense maybe like Seattle or something. That could be interesting, but it's it makes it a little bit uh, risky in this year one or year two for your running back position, especially because ETN coming off a serious injury there. Uh, But with your wide receivers, you went with Stefan Diggs, Wilson, another rookie wide receiver. Jerry Judy got Hunter Renfro, Michael Gallup and Russell Gage. And then for the tight end, you did grab Travis Kelsey. Here's what's interesting about this uh, draft. It's hard for me to to grade it because you got like this mixture of solid now, win now, and then you've got these pieces that are kind of question marks slash hope to win hope that it sets you up for later. So that gives me some concern there. Um, Overall, what do you what would you give this? I option? like it.
0: I like. I got an you give A minus. A-? a Yeah, I got an A minus on it, and I'll and I'll say a little bit why on this one. Oh, can can you hear me? I could hear you. But, oh, there uh, we go. There you go. I know it froze. In. I think it's just. I think it's a good A minus on this one, and it's because when I look at how you would be with starting a lineup on this one, and I see a lot of good starting lineups coming from this. Is it scary all the way through? Not not really, but it. Makes sense all the way through, and I think it's good now and and will continue to be good. Josh Allen, best quarterback in the game. You got that anchoring your situation, and then two young quarterbacks right there. Now, if neither one of these guys starts, you've got an issue, but if either one gets going, you're probably in a good spot, especially if, if it's Trey Lance. That's a really nice combo there with the mobility aspect. Austin Eckler and is your number one. That gives me some concern. I think he's undersized. I think he overproduces. I think he tries harder than he should because he cares about fantasy football, which is a mixed bag. Like it's good, but it could hurt him down the road, but you don't really care about that. I think he has a great season next year. Just like cut it simple. Um, and then to pair along with him, you've got some less than like crazy, Running backs, but I think you have still real upside there, especially with Devin Singletary, who I think is kind of primed to have the best year of his career thus far. And if it's not him, you're hoping that ETN or Spiller can have an active role on their respective teams. Mile Gaskin would be that kind of fill in there. Then when we look at the wide receivers, Diggs, Judy are nice players right now. You got Wilson, who you hope will be something. Gallup, I think, is actually going to be a nice play as long as he heals right. And Gage, I think, is a sneaky pickup that late as well. And then you get the best tight end in redrafts in Kelsey right there. So I think this team makes the playoffs this year. And given some of his anchors, I think it keeps relevancy down the road, even if he doesn't have
1: great rookie drafts. Give him B a, for I you. give him a B. Yeah, yeah. I got I, I have some of my concerns there. Uh, after like a year or two, this could be in a lot of trouble, but you never know. Never know. Spiller and Wilson get it going and pick. and
0: Yeah. But you I mean, there's some
1: it, nice yeah. pieces there for sure, but then there's also some that like, well, they could go downhill really fast. Yeah. Get right, Hunter Renfro. Renfro.
0: And that's true. We got to give, we'll give Hunter Renfro a shout out on this one. He, say, uh, our boy, Hunter Renfro. He, I'll, him, I'll call him your boy. Where the, where the Renfro grows, dude,
1: where the Renfro sure. grows.
0: DBR takes DeAndre Swift in the seven spot, Johnny's other boy, and then Derek Henry. This is a nice starting to look like a nice win. Now, let's just jump to see who his other running back is here. Michael Carter picks up in the seventh and Saquon Barkley there in the fifth. Uh, Both have really high ceilings. Both have really low floors. Uh, Michael Carter, though, I think should probably be pretty good. I don't think the Jets are going to be good. And that whole thing could just catapult any type of production. But we'll see. DK Metcalf, I, I'm loving the projections for DK Metcalf coming in this year. I like what he's saying. I like the presumed role he'll have on the team. Um, so that's a good anchor there. You got Ayuk, Darnell Mooney as your second and third wide receiver. Then you and you rounded out your draft with Woods, Kirk, and Micole Hard. But I think that was actually a pretty smart one, two, three pickup at the end of the draft, wide receiver wise. Like these guys are all slotted to have to have impact. Doesn't mean they will, but I that's why you got them where you did. Darren Waller is your tight end. Schultz is the backup. You're going to have a good season with those guys, presumably. And uh, Prescott, Mac Jones, uh, T. Law as your one, two, and three quarterbacks. Like Dak, I think Dak Prescott is solid. I think Mac Jones is like going to be the game manager of this generation. Trevor Lawrence, I'm not ranking anything of what he did last year under the Urban Meyer regime. So I like that pick up late. Um, do I think Jacksonville is going to be good? I don't know why they would. I think that the decision-making from the top has shown to be flawed. And that one Doug Marone season when they were in the AFC championship was a fluke. Um, so I think that probably hurts Trevor Lawrence, but there's a lot of other variables a part of the mix and we will see as they say. So when it's all boiled down though, how do I think this team did? What, what do you think, Johnny?
1: What's I for- have an A. I think, I think Scott did a good job on this one. All right. this is This is a really good team. Uh, I thought about giving it A-plus, but Mm. I am not 100% sold on Christian Kirk going to the Jags. Mm. I I just, slot receiver, like over there, doesn't really do much. But again, we we will see. And, you know, I I do think uh, Mooney has some... Upside for sure, but there's still a lot of question marks. Same with IU. Can can San Francisco really produce three wide receivers Hmm. or or three fantasy? Uh, you know, through the through the air with a rookie quarterback, the Tebow second, and the third. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but again, I do like where his. I think he's you know kind of built it to where he could win now. He could last out and and really kind of win over the next few years uh, as well. So, I, I think this was a really good roster
0: all right let's go ahead and jump to josh blizzy our former whisper listener league champion to round out our draft grades before we jump right into that underdog best ball tournament with you whisper nation so sit tight cd lamb is taken in the nine spot i think that's a solid pick javante williams there in the second round i'm liking where this is going um, Jalen Waddle as his second receiver, like it now, like it tomorrow. And we'll just stick with the rest of his receivers. DJ Moore and uh, Elijah Moore. There is his third and fourth wide receivers with Chase Claypool and Kadarius Tony. This is a solid wide receiver core that you've got here, Josh. Um, you don't have that crazy top heavy piece right now. CD lamb would be who that is. But like after two games, we could be saying CD lamb is an elite wide receiver this year. We were trying to last year. He showed a lot of flashes of it. I think it's probably going to happen, especially with the departure of Amari Cooper. Jalen Waddle is talents is you know it, it stands apart. It's enough about the wide receivers. I think this is a solid pickup. Javante Williams is your number one running back. Elijah Mitchell would be your number two. That's actually pretty nice, and the fact that he was available there that late is a, is a clean pickup. Yeah. Wow. Rashad Penny would be Steal. your, your third running back, presumably maybe even your second running back, maybe even your first running back, depending on how he goes in this year. Cause I mean, tra- Johnny, we said it on the Thursday show, uh, in the last month and a half of football, the last six games of the season, that's kind of a lot, right? There's, there's 17 lot. games. This six last six games. Rashad Penny was the number one running back in football. And they, until they draft another running back or pick one up, he is still that number one running back for the Seahawks. They took him in the first round years ago. So Rashad Penny's got some real life to him. So the fact that you got him there is pretty good. Um, your quarterbacks are going to be Russell Wilson, Justin Fields, and Derek Carr. You didn't invest early and I don't think he paid a heavy price for it. Like Russell Wilson has been a top five many times. I think he's in a great new spot, offensive minded uh, situation, you presume for the first time in his career. Great weapons. Uh Justin Fields, he's got that rushing ability. And Derek Carr's got the best weapons of his career too. So this is a Kyle Pitts, then as number one tight end. It does it, did, yeah. it didn't even end up hurting you on this one. You, yeah, you've you got a, a solid job. ass team, man. I like this. I like this. This is, this is what I put, it, dude. It. Winner, 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 chicken winner.
1: dinner. Yep. That's this was a beast team. Well done.
0: I mean, this is a beast team, Josh. We expected nothing less. We called out your uh yeah. stature coming in. And it's nice to see people not disappoint on this one. So yeah, like There's I nobody- wouldn't even.
1: We were we were going back and forth. Like I don't even know if you put Mark Andrews on this team if it makes it even look even sexier. Like I just like how it is right now. Like well done.
0: Yeah, well done. All right, so Whisper Nation and well done to Whisper Nation, man. Hey, everybody yeah.
1: coming hey. in here, Ron
0: Scott, Freak Stomper, what's good, man? Oh shit, I missed you. I missed you earlier. I missed you. I got. Ah! Oh. oh. I got to get you on that one, of course. Free chase should come in here, Freak Stomp, if you're still with us. Okay, so this was a fantastic love you too, Josh. It was a great yeah. draft here, but we're not done yet. We're not done. Not done. We're so not. let's we're go a- ahead and get the went. underdog one started up. So, Johnny, I'm going to take this. We're, we're removing this draft now, right?
1: Yeah. Yes. And I
0: can point. go now ahead and share the underdog lobby boom yeah all right well,
1: we'll make sure you all right that link
0: so we're gonna draft this hands that's jazz hands not peak but we can do them both they're not mutually exclusive professor on all right
1: you're supposed to tip off screen
0: <laughs> yeah, just... all right so we are gonna go ahead <laughs> and fuck? johnny do I'm... i do a how do i st- how do i launch
1: one on my own So you're going to click on the little I next to the one that we're going to do. Uh, Yeah. yeah. And then see where it says create private draft. Yes. Yeah. Would
0: you like to create a $3 private 6% NFL draft? Yes, I would. Yes, we would. All right. So this is the link now that we're sharing, right? Yeah. Share that draft, baby. All right, so I've got the link copied. Whisper Nation, I'm going to now drop this in our YouTube and Facebook and Twitch and all of the comments. So go ahead, and if you'd like to join this best ball draft, it's $3. It's going to count. At the end of it, you can win some money if you end up winning the
1: whole thing. And uh, jump in the draft. Austin, you got you to send me that link, bro, or else I, I just might just- not get in. Where'd you send it? I just put it
0: in the chat in the chat. I can't
1: put it I can't get it out of the chat. I can't get it out of you have to give me you have to do it in the private chat. Oh shit. Okay, hold on. Oh, you boy got two spots. My all right, let's go. Let's go. Uh,
0: enter. All right, your boy got in. All right. We've got is that uh, one spot that we got one spot left now. Oh, we've got five out of the six spots filled. We've got one more waiting. Get it. Someone's going to get it. Someone's going to get it over here. Whisper Nation. Jump on into the underdog best ball draft. We got one spot open. We're going to be doing one more draft with your boys coming up. As soon as this spot fills up, the draft automatically starts. So go ahead and join us in this one. If you haven't downloaded underdog fantasy yet, I really encourage you to do that. It is super fun. Making a lot of money during football season, losing a lot of money during basketball season, um, but having a fun time the entire time. Nonetheless, we've got one spot left.
1: Also, what is Ronald saying that they won't? Um, like are you in another? Least, he must be in another yeah. state. Uh, in Philly, Philadelphia. Oh, OK,
0: we're filled up now. Oh, Got it. We're filled. Hey, i going to start in a minute. All right, here it goes. So we've got Jay Blizzy is on the clock now in the one oh, one spot. Oh,
1: Johnny game time oh, and the of two. Of course. Of course, uh Jay Blizzy gets spot one before me, so you could just sit here and snipe me all day. Unbelievable. Here we go,
0: Whisper Nation. We are now finally drafting. Okay, so I've got to shift this over to the
1: board. Right? Oh yeah. Are you gonna be able to draft from your phone? And I'll draft from my phone. Okay. So we got a quarterback, a running back, wide receiver, tight end. There we go. All right. We'll see what Jay Jay Blizzy does here. I'm gonna see if I can snipe some players from him because this is this is not. Ooh, I got Scott right behind me, too. Scott and well, I, I'm gonna be this is gonna be difficult here. Drew K Lou, welcome in. Appreciate you jumping on here. Let's go is this is it going that, oh one pick away all right yeah all right there it is okay it's it's exactly oh. who did jay blizzy just say christian mccaffrey christian mccaffrey
0: all so right. keep in mind well, everybody this is a best ball draft it's no longer a yeah, dynasty play. startup No, which means no. we're going for
1: upside well i'll still take the biggest upside i can get here and jonathan taylor baby jonathan taylor i don't hate it we've got death by rona on the clock Let's go. Who's Scott going to take here? Who's Scott going to? Is Scott going to go Cooper Cup here? Is he going to? I hope he doesn't, man. That's what I want. You want Cooper Cup? I do. Scott's going to go Justin Jefferson or is he going to go Jamar Chase? I don't hate Justin Jefferson
0: either. I could see him going Derrick Henry as well. I don't think that's a bad pickup either. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. I don't hate it.
1: I don't hate it. What are you going here?
0: I'm going to go Derrick Henry.
1: All
2: right.
1: I'm going pure upside. That's pretty good. It's a pretty solid pick there in the first yeah. Round. Bro-cal- After Brocal 43 on the clock here. You know, it's kind of a you know,
0: now that we've got Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill playing for new squads, like Cooper Cup in this format really stands apart to me. Just because of he doesn't have any new question marks. Like he was number one overall. He's coming into like a similar situation, and everybody else who was kind of on his heels is dealing with more question marks than they had last year.
1: Yeah, I, I can, I, I would agree with that. Cooper cup probably has the clearest path to duplicate what he did last year as far. Well, maybe not like the 22 touchdowns, but, or whatever he ended up finishing with. But I do think, you know, talking about, because OBJ still has not signed who knows if they, I mean, he's being leaked to everywhere. Um, You do have Allen Robinson coming in, but, now, Woods is out of the picture. So, uh, I, yeah, I think, I think you're dead on there. Cooper.
0: And I'll say even Jamar Chase, who has such a crazy upside to him as well. I'm not actually as stoked about him this early on in these types of formats, redrafts, best ball, simply because T. Higgins is a gangster himself and he's right there. He's young. He's coming into his own. He's a real presence. We saw him get that 70 plus touch yard touchdown in the Super Bowl. Like, he just has. I think it's great for the Bengals. You know, you got the most exciting squad in oh, the I'm Bengals for the next right 10 now. years T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Joe Burrow. Right, but do I go, no. You just don't have to force feed Jamar the way you might have to force feed the have... Cup. Debo or Tyreek? I'm going to go Tyreek. I'm taking Tyreek too.
1: Oh, who did I just take? Oh, okay, good.
0: You got Tyreek. Then Tyreke. Travis Kelsey, Debo Samuel. All right, good. I was like, uh,
1: do mix in AJ. You
0: know, Ronald, I hear you on Darren Sproles, but like how many times was Darren Sproles a top 10 fantasy running back? He's, he, he does what he does well, but not in a voluminous type of workload.
1: Kind of need it. I don't know if I... It's a little sh- sh- shaky and rocky here.
0: Like you're shaky? You're shaking. Are you nervous? Do you no, feel like no, no, no. I'm
1: saying like my roster so far. Mm. There were three picks in, and and they're super stacked. I hope he doesn't take who I want.
0: Thank God he didn't. All oh, right, I would really enjoy mm-hmm. me some. I'll take me some on Diggs on this one. Yes, please. I feel I good about him. that play.
1: What? I looked at him. I looked at him for a hot second, and then I and then I was like, nah.
0: Nah, any yeah. particular reason that you're fading on Stephon Diggs right now?
1: Just because like Nick Chubb more? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's pr- <laughs> that's pretty much it. Like, Stephon Diggs is, is awesome. Uh, I Well, that and pair it with Gabe Davis. I do think Gabe Davis actually continues to break out a little bit more, uh-huh. um, which causes, you know, like, I think as Josh Allen continues to progress as a quarterback, mm-hmm. I think he does start to tend to you know, spread the ball around a little bit, get a little bit more comfortable. He doesn't have to go to his number one all the time. You know, he doesn't have to go to that safety blanket and only be reliable on uh, or rely upon Stefan Diggs. So, you know, he's yeah. starting to, hey, Dawson Knox, you're my buddy. You're on my fantasy team. I'm going to get you some touchdowns. And then Gabe Davis starts swinging. He's like, yo, I can't, I can't be taking these wide receivers all high like this, like Stephon Diggs and, and Dawson Knox jumping up here. I'm going to go with my boy Gabe Davis in the, in the double digit rounds. I'll get him double digit touchdowns this year, you yeah. know.
0: I hear that, but you know the 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 love between Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen is pretty ridiculous. And Gabe Davis is good, but do you think that either one of these guys actually have a chance at getting closer to the inner circle than Stefan Diggs? Um so you're telling me there's a change? Yeah, there is a change. I, I feel pretty good about stuff on Diggs over there, yeah. but on, you know, we'll Talk see. me
1: into it, dude. You talk me into Mark Andrews. I'll make sure that I get get that upside. If oh, that's it. a great. That's uh, that I think is the best best ball tight end oh, in the game. I was like, uh, yeah, I think you're right on that. I think you're dead right on that. Like was, in, in a that would actually be really interesting to see if if Mark Andrews has had the highest. And the most number of like above 20 point fantasy games over. That's an interesting over study. the last three years. Yeah. But I'm excited for. Ooh, OK. Hold on. Once once Jay Blizzy makes this pick, I got to ask you a question. OK, do I go? Do I go DK or do I go T Higgins? Because I like both of those guys. T Higgins plays
0: on the better offense. DK Metcalf has the bonus of presumably being like the only guy. But we don't know what kind of offense we're really going to see out of the Seahawks.
1: Would you go Hopkins instead? Ooh. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm probably going to go Hopkins here. Yeah.
0: I like DK's upside physically, but if Hopkins is still on the board, I think I got to go Hopkins. Yeah. I think I'd probably go DK over T. Higgins because it would be the number one role for DK. And teagans is really good but i think that he doesn't i'd be a lot he... more
1: confident if if baker mayfield end up landing in seattle and I DK. if 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 baker mayfield lands seattle and he's throwing to dk i feel a lot more confident than drew lock trying to throw a dk really yeah yeah drew lock is just really i mean of course dk is Probably gonna be you're gonna see why he's so explosive in this next year if they keep Drew Lock because he's not super efficient, he's not very accurate. So I think you'll you would see in that case like you you're gonna see some spectacular plays from DK because Drew Lock will air it out like he he's not cautious in that way. But I would like to see a more efficient like Baker Mayfield who would be willing to target him enough to like be like hey I'm gonna go to you you're my number one guy like. I love you. Like I used mm-hmm. to love OBJ. Um, but again, we'll, we'll see. There's some, what is Seattle going to do, man? Cause that's like, it's going to, I'm wondering if it's going to be one of those wastelands where you're like, Oh, there's some great fantasy, you know, players over here, some good potential fantasy uh, prospects, but are you willing to put them? I mean, think about it, dude. We were struggling to put DK in our lineup well, and I don't even want to touch on Tyler Lockett, but we were struggling with both those receivers with Russell Wilson as the quarterback.
0: Yeah, it's not, it's not untrue. Um, that's not untrue. But then two years before that, like DK Metcalf was such a force. I think the spirit in Seattle was just so jacked up last year. It's hard for me to like really say what I think they're going to be. I'm, I'm like, I'm with Travis. Who's been dropping in here. What's up, Travis? Good to have you Tuning oh. in. safe travels. Um, I think Pete Carroll might have overstayed his welcome in Seattle. I love Pete Carroll. I love Pete Carroll as a person. I really enjoyed him as a coach, um, but you weren't utilizing your playmakers the best that you could have. And that's on you, bro. And um, we'll see how
1: we rebound this year. I gonna lie, dude, but I like how these last few rounds have gone for me. Yeah. What do you like most about him? Just guys falling to me in nice places. I feel confident. I feel good.
0: Jay Bozzy took Darren Waller, who I was really hoping was going to sneak back around. Oh, I like, I couldn't pass up Aaron Jones, the upside that Aaron Jones could bring this year of, of I think his targets are just going to be through the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really wanted
1: Darren Waller. I'm going to go, go back to the well there with Terry McLaurin, Terry McLaurin. I thought about another player, but we'll see if he makes it to the next round, but Terry I need, I need more wide receiver depth. And I was just thinking about it, you know, like, you know, you change your perspective depending on what kind of game style you're playing. Sure. I I love Deontay Johnson. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. you know this, but Deontay Johnson to me is a better fantasy player. As far as like week to week or like a season long fantasy, as opposed to, Um, like a best ball wide receiver Mm -hmm. for the fact that like, I don't know how, like if I told you Terry McLaurin is going to have two games in which he scores, you know, two touchdowns and has a hundred yards. You'd be like, all right, I could definitely see that with Carson Wentz. Like Carson Wentz likes to target wide receiver, Terry McLaurin beast wide receiver. We've seen him make beast plays in the red area. You could, you would be like, okay, I could definitely see him getting at least two of those. Do you think Deontay is ever going to have one single game this year where he gets two touchdowns and over 100 yards with Mitch Trubisky? Yeah, maybe. 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 Like, yeah. would I be shocked if it happens? No, because I'd be like, Deontay is that good of a wide receiver. Yeah, I could see that happening. But if, if you're like, hey, who would you rather bet on that happening at least two games this year? I'd have more confidence in McLaurin doing that with Carson Wentz than Deontay with bridge uh, with Mitch. And that was why I went that way.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't have any issues with that take. I'm just kind of excited personally to see what Mike Tomlin can do with Mitch Trubisky. Like, I don't think they're in a great position. I think they did the best that they could, but Mitch Trubisky does have some upside to him. I think it's silly to say that he doesn't. And then Tomlin, I think, is one of the most steady-handed, eyes-wide-open, see-it-as-it-is type coaches that we've had this generation. And so if he picks him up and makes it happen, I mean, they made the playoffs last year with Big Ben Roethlisberger at age 39. I know. You know, what can they do? we
1: will see
0: what they can do. I'm I'm personally just like a little bit more excited about it to see what's possible in this situation. But we'll see. Got to throw the ball somewhere.
1: Facts. Okay. Let's see. You're on the I'm clock. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Joe you, Burrow. Joe Burrow.
0: Is that your first quarterback? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of that spot too. I took Lamar Jackson there. You know, I've been we any any little tricks or tips that you apply to best ball drafts, Johnny?
1: Um. Typically, obvious. I mean, the, go for the highest upside. You always say that, but you know, I when you're looking at that highest upside, look at the offense and like that's when you pair it with the defense, you know, like a Justin Herbert is going to have a really good defense. Is he going to be in a lot of shootouts? Is it worth, you know, uh, you know, is that upside going to be there compared to a Joe Burrow, whose defense could be a little bit worse. Um, But that offense is going to be definitely throwing the ball there. Hold on. I got to make a. I got 12 seconds. I'm actually going to grab my guy, Deontay here now. Cause why not? Cause why not? Cause why not? I was just talking about him then, and then the case study can be factual and we'll, we'll see how it. it goes. Yeah. We'll see what, it is. um, but also I like to, uh, when best ball, you kind of, will also look at like the division of the football, uh, uh, you know, like what, what type of division they're in. Cause that could also help dictate on, on what some of these games are. And again, you're wanting to get these like shootout games. Sure, uh, You also want a lot of depth. That's another key thing is like, a lot of depth. So normally you might only draft like one quarterback or two quarterbacks. Right. Um, but even in this case, because there are so many rounds, you probably want to try to get two or three considering last year, how many quarterbacks got injured. And, you know, if you don't have a quarterback starting at all, because it, you know, it, maybe one landed on a buy and then the other one was injured or, or whatnot, even if they're not the sexiest, they don't always have to be the sexiest quarterback. Right. I think of, we talked about hell Matt Ryan and Chris Car- and and Carson Wentz last year. They both had two games in which they finished as top 5 quarterbacks. You if you took both of those two quarterbacks at the end of your draft at the very last two rounds, they're not sexy at all. But they gave you four weeks in total where you were able to get top 5 fantasy production and that's all that you're worried about. Is that enough though? Like,
0: like I am hearing what you're saying. And I'm wondering though, is like, is four weeks of that type of production enough to aim for that? Or maybe you say like, you get those two guys plus a couple more guys
1: in a best right. ball. Like, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, let's say, let's say I, for example, uh, let's say I came in and I'm like Kyler Murray, I've seen it last two years, you know, 80 or 70, I don't know. These, don't quote me on this, but let go go with me for this example let's say last two years kyler murray coming in uh 75 percent of his games he's finishing as a qb1 okay so if i know if i'm taking kyler murray 75 uh, percent of that production should be filled by the kyler by the quarterback position by kyler murray so that therefore i would need about 25 percent of my games uh t- to be covered by another quarterback or another two quarterbacks. So again, it's all about the draft capital and, and where you're getting these guys. So you got Kyler Murray, like Kyler Murray went in the ninth. Let's say that was your first quarterback taken by Brocal, then he could wait all the way and he's just grabbing that depth at those other, you know, whereas like I took I took a quarterback or, or you know, Joe Burrow a, a little bit earlier than that. So you can kind of wait on your quarterback position, but just know that hey, if I'm gonna wait and I end up getting a You know, um, like a Deshaun Watson, you know, okay. Deshaun Watson is probably going to be out half the year, six games. I'm going to know I'm going to need to get a couple quarterbacks to fill in during that time. Speaking of people to
0: fill in here, Johnny making his 10th round selection as we're coming to the halfway point in this 20 round best ball draft. It's a six person draft. Real tournament, real money. We'll see how it all shakes out when the season is done. But if you're just tuning in and this is tickling your fancy, be sure to like and subscribe to the channel. We're doing our mock draft Mondays every single Monday where we'll do a sleeper draft followed by a underdog fantasy draft. So one will be for practice. The other one will be
1: for realsies. All fun, no matter what, though. Oh,
0: did you just get Josh Jacobs
1: sniped from you, Johnny? Well, no, he took James Conner. I like that as like an upside because touchdowns. Ooh, are just, like, that's a really good there. upside pick. Yeah, there's
0: no I'd... Chase Edmonds
1: now. No,
0: it's actually a great
1: oh, pick. Like, I know. I'm like it's mad really at myself weird. for not taking him. I know me too. Damn. All right. I'm just going to I'm going to go Russell here.
0: It's like I don't even know if I love James Conner that much in redraft given his presumed
1: price and I don't love him at all in Dynasty, but. In best ball, like sign in the the 10th round. Like I I'll be honest, I, I would have taken him over AJ Dillon. Yep. I didn't know that James Conner was still there. Uh, But although I do think AJ Dillon has like AJ Dillon's like another guy that to me, his upside is huge. Like he is an RB one if certain factors happen. Right. But I'm not banking on that factor Dictating, you know, that he's going to be really, really good. uh And so, like, that's why I'm not going to take him higher in drafts, but I certainly think that he's going to have that upside.
0: You know, AJ Dillon kind of gives me these like Jordan Love, Jimmy Garoppolo vibes back when Garoppolo was still with New England, where you think that they're the heir apparent, but the dude in front of him just never hangs it up and keeps kicking ass. So then they're like, they kind of got to move on. Like, Aaron Jones has been phenomenal. Aaron Jones was really hurt last year and he was still good. And AJ Dillon does his thing, but with the vacated targets of Devontae Adams and the strong ability for Aaron Jones to catch the football, like I just think Aaron Jones is probably geared up for the best season he's ever had. Even if AJ Dillon gets the most carries that he's ever had. Like, I think that it should be like a 60 40 split between carries, but Aaron Jones, I think should be getting the the majority of, the, past the only catch
1: thing with Aaron Jones with me is just health. Like, is he, I mean, he's missed, uh, you know, time the last few years. And we know that that's the other thing about AJ A- 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 Dillon is he actually showed some receiving chops last year that were pretty impressive. I didn't, I didn't expect it, certainly. Um, and again, I do think, sure. it, like, I'm not saying that it's going to come into camp and that uh, Lafleur is going to be like, oh, hey, A- A- you know, AJ A- Dillon, you're now the starting running back for the, the green Bay Packers. Cause we took you, you know, a few years ago. I think you're absolutely right. Like Aaron Jones is a beast. He continues to ball out even when he is injured. Um, I just think that when you look at how big he is, what that offense could really look like. I do think that there's just a really, really high ceiling for AJ Dillon. And yeah, to, you know, maybe it's a year early. Like I'll, I'll fully admit that like, it could be definitely a year early on that hype. Uh, but it's again, like it, those are the guys that you target right with that in your mind, but not leaning exactly. on it and saying it. And then if it ends up happening, like you're like, oh shit, like I end up hitting on the guy. And
0: I mean, Derrick Henry took a few years. We made fun of Matt Potman in our league of record for taking him in the second round. And he was a year early, but then the next year he was a top three pick and that was the right pick, you know, like guys like that running backs actually take a little more time to develop. If they're not top 10 selected running backs, like we don't get many Leonard Fournettes, we don't get a lot of Saquon Barkley's, you know, most of them are like end of the first type running backs, talking about your Jonathan Taylors, your Josh Jacobs, these types, Um, those take a little bit of time and Aaron or AJ Dillon would be right in that camp. So I think that AJ Dillon is exactly right there with what you're saying, ready to take it on. It's just if he's going to get that. Opportunity or not, because as do at 420 says Aaron Jones pack number one wide receiver in 2022, yeah. like it's a joke, but like Alvin Kamara, you know, maybe wasn't technically, but was their number one wide receiver for the Saints. And I think that AJ Aaron Jones is kind of coming into a similar situation this year. Got to make my pick now.
1: Mm-hmm. So, uh, Ronald saying, Remember when Trubisky was the next big thing? Yeah, for a hot second, for a quick second. What is I'm this? glad I got Rashad
0: Penny? That's an upside pick. I'm stoked to pick up in the 13th.
1: Yeah, that's that one's really nice. I do like that
0: one. That's got a little bit of like James Conner vibes to it for me.
1: Yeah, it does. It definitely does. Tyler Lockett, of course, is like the marquee best ball player. Does it stay that way game. with Russell Wilson out of town? Wait a second, my own look locked. Um, no, I don't think it does. I don't think it stays that way. I, I would expect, I think it 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 drops off significantly. I mean, we were off the boat last year from Tyler Lockett because of what you had to pay. Everyone was like, oh, it's such a great value. Like you know, the fantasy points are fantasy points at the end of the year. Like it, it's the same. And then it's like, okay, go ahead and draft it. And then what ended up happening? Like most people were like, oh, I drafted, I drafted Tyler Lockett, I can't start him. I don't know when. It's like, yeah, that was the whole headache. That's why you never want to even get into that. Yes, is Tyler Lockett going to finish as a top 20? Absolutely. And which will be interesting. Will Jerry Judy be that same way? Will Jerry Mm -hmm. Judy be the guy at the end of the year, he finishes as a top 20, but there's like four games that he just dominated and that's where he got all his fantasy production from.
0: I don't think that's an off take. I could see that going down just like you described. They're Underestimating how much it was Lockett. Ronald disagreeing though. I think people really, really, really are underestimating how much it was Lockett because no other wide receiver in Seattle ever did. He did with that.
1: Saying not Baldwin. Doing. I'm not saying that Lockett isn't a good wide receiver. Lockett see is he? He's a good wide receiver. Yeah. But the problem with the scheme. And the quarterback and that receiver is that like all three of those things need to combine in order to make that one one event happen. And then now you're taking away one of those major pieces in Russell Wilson to making that event happen. I don't see it happening at all. And maybe even two maybe, in the scheme. Once. Yeah. Hold on. I got So it. oh, I need a wide receiver. I got eight seconds. we will get my boy Rent where the hunter rent for a rose. Oh, although. Well, okay, cool. Uh, cuz I was like, "Oh, I do want to I do want to get me some Juju, man. I want a Juju on that beat, dude. I don't know if it's going to be good or not." Uh, probably not cuz I don't I you know, I'm not sold on Juju being a a solid wide receiver or number 1, but uh with Pat Mahomes, I certainly think that he could be in you know 800 800 yard receiver. I think Did you're they- right, too. Do they put him outside? Does Juju? Kansas City? Yeah, does Kansas City try to put Juju outside? Because that's a different story. If that ends up happening, that's a different story. And Juju. Oh God man. damn it! I wanted Gabe Davis. Go Did away. Oh, uh,
0: yeah, I was just really. Ex- I was like, um, oh, that's who I'm taking. Not
1: anymore. Not anymore. All right, got to make a new pick now.
0: Man.
1: Oh, I need to get more running backs. I only have three. I didn't realize that I I went on a wide receiver run there and grabbed like a ton of wide receivers. Can you yeah. get <laughs> can you if that
0: dance Johnny just did? Nice. Oh shout out to the uh shout out to the creator of the GIF who just passed away. We can call him GIFs. I got no problem with that, but he called him gifs. So as uh as as did, did he really did he yeah he just did like last week yeah yeah it's jiff he came out clearly and was like jiff as in giraffe yeah it's really
1: this yeah. guy created them
0: yeah back in the 80s
1: really yeah how do you create uh, an online GIF with no technology formats i don't
0: i mean how does the original binary code get created man like Somebody does it, somebody's working in a sandbox. I'd like, you know. have-
1: like to know. I'd like to know. This guy like is it documented that he created it? Yes. Like yes. Has- yes. It is? Yes. Okay. Yes. I it's- thought it- I was just wondering if it was one of those things that he was like, oh, I created this. Like I no, no, know. it's it's definitely know. him. Okay. Interesting. Why did he wait so long to come out and say it? He like, did why it. Didn't- He's been saying it
0: for a long time. Oh. It's well, just why is it? the first
1: time yeah, that's true
0: probably bigger. As John said, Ronald, it was always GIF, but GIF became the nickname and now is more used and equally acceptable. I'd even say it's more acceptable because I like to go with the founder word of GIF. And I see the way people look at me when I say it. I'll say this. People who go with GIF go with GIF, I think, harder than people who go with GIF. Let me know if you agree on that take. Maybe maybe that's just how I see it, because I've gone with Jeff. So I've dealt with those menacing eyes for many years.
1: I just want to know what it actually is. It's Jeff. Well, if we go by what the creator who had the naming rights called. Yeah, I guess that's right. I guess that's a fair point. Uh, It is what it is. Cousins or no, I'm going with my guy, Derek Carr. It should also technically be the Boston Celtics, but we don't say that. Oh, that's actually that's factual. I didn't even think about that until you just said that. That just blew my mind. It's like one of those things. You're like, oh, I know, I know about that. Like, I know that's the actual, right? Yeah. Well, all right. Your boy needs some more. How many more rounds do we have right now? We're heading we go. we up to twenty the- rounds on this. Uh, Let 20. me scroll. Yeah. So, so we're in- we've got we're in round seventeen. So we're coming down to it here. All right, your boy needs to get some more running backs. That's what I need.
0: Man, I want Chase Claypool to ball so bad. Do it for me this year. Let's go. Let's go, Chase. Let's go. He could. It's
1: definitely a possibility.
0: Yeah. Drew K. Lou here making the end of the 17th round selection, start of the 18th. Wrapping around. You know, I wanted to just give a quick take on my side from these tight ends and quarterbacks. Like I really try then just to load up on these guys who have that upside. Um cuz as you mentioned earlier, Johnny, people get hurt, people have down games, bye weeks exist for everybody. And you're going to I made the mistake last year of having a couple like only two quarterback teams and then like one of your quarterbacks mm. gets hurt and then the other one like might have some up and not not amazing games is bye week and if you're not COVID. prepared to have another quarterback on your bench, like you just had a your number one scoring position, traditionally speaking, not start for you. Yeah. It's not a, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Yeah. It's super risky.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, so I've got myself three quarterbacks, but I, I think I'd like to grab another one or two.
1: Here's the other, uh, nice little, another little tip. It is way more risky now. And it's nicer to do in these like little $3 games. Yeah. But rookies, the gamble is worth it sometimes with these Mm. rookies right because for example think about like ch when we when he did get drafted right like the hype around being like oh ch got drafted we you know he wasn't projected to be the number one running back coming off the board then goes to kansas city we all get super hyped and then all of a sudden now like that could potentially happen with some of these running back right like kenneth walker here isaiah spiller let's say one of those guys go to a, one of these marquee running back franchise or one of these franchises that needs a running back, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden that guy is g- jumping up because of the situation. So sometimes that could you know, benefit you, but again, it is a big risk because of you don't ultimately know where they're going to go. So mm. maybe if, maybe if you have some insider information like Calvin Ridley or something, uh, then you can make that gamble a little bit. Mm. Uh,
0: was saying you always call it downplay his dynasty because he just picks he picks a lot of rookies. Who said that, Professor Ron?
1: Oh, I mean, I just I'm just I'm just worried about your dynasty team if it's all rookies. There's some concern there, a little bit. But, but I didn't do so great in my dynasty uh, mock draft either, Ron. So something.
0: people were shouting you out though. Some people thought that you had a really nice one.
1: Yeah. take some risk. <laughs> he said. Take, take some risk. Well, I get it. I get it. No, I know, but okay. I just got to say on this one, Ronald,
0: I'm so happy that you said this because Johnny Johnny's intensity with mock drafts is a double-sided sword. Is a as a, as a, as a, a two-sided sword because yeah. he cares so much, which is great because we got to care. We're creating the content. It only matters as much as we make it matter. But then he does he does exactly what you're talking about here. He does not take risks. He gets truly upset if his player gets sniped. I've moved like we've we've had draft orders set up before the show starts. And I'm like, well, Johnny, you know, it might make more sense if we like pace it out in a different way. He's like, but then I can't get the guy that I wanted. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I mean, but, the, but the content's going to be better. And he's like, yeah. I'm <laughs> not here for guys. content. <laughs> I'm here <laughs> to mock draft motherfuckers. And he yeah. takes that role very seriously. He's op- he's open to input, but that yeah. is his default.
1: Yeah, you are right. That's they call it passion. Yeah, that's true. That's or at least what I always call it to get around it. Ah, <laughs> oh, Ronald Moore. Oh, dang it, Rondale Moore. I was looking at him for quite a f- quite a while. Yeah, but then I need a damn running back, so that's why. I- Skipped on him, and Aquario like Patterson was here for me in the
0: last round. Like I know there's question marks around oh, it, but this dude oh, was a no. was
1: a RB one, wide receiver one. Pick which category you want to put him in. Ooh, do I go Logan Thomas or? Never mind my other wide receiver running. Right, 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 yeah, I'm gonna go Logan.
0: I like Logan. I like I like him this
1: year. I like Hunter's upside. I was gonna. I was. Uh, I think. Um,
2: what other? Time?
1: I was gonna, yeah. Oh, why didn't I go? It, I All right.
0: Well, there it is, everybody. We've just got our best ball, uh, six-team draft selected. Uh, it's got me projected
1: at four thousand one hundred ninety-six points. Does this
0: give us any other? Oh, rankings?
1: I forgot it. I'm I'm projected at. F- oh, you're projected higher than me. Cool.
0: Oh, so let's see. We can see the points. So
1: 4,300 points
0: for Jay Blizzy. 4,000 there for Johnny. 4,000 there for DBR. Who's Who's ahead? You or him? So you're ahead. It's got It's got so far Josh, you, DBR. Then I'm you. in second. In I think Dead tied there with you. Yep. And then Drew K. Lou there. I think that's coming in in the last spot. So the projection yeah. on this so, one would be Jay oh. Blizzy.
1: Projections then,
0: in Jay Blizzy, then myself, oh. you and Brocal are tied. Uh, and then uh death by Rona and Drew K. Lou for the projections. So hey Josh, yeah. man, back to back wins there for you.
1: Well, and you hey, and where about. you at? Hey, and what's up, Ronald? You're saying you're you're like, oh, death by Rona. Scott Scott, the best team. He's like, you guys, he's you guys are about to get served. You got the lowest score which we know is only
0: a projection. We are very excited. We are very excited to continue watching and scoring all of these tournaments that we just drafted as the season kicks off, because these were actual live drafts. And if you watch this and you want to get in a little bit on this action, don't blame you. You can do it next week on Monday. Just make sure you are liked and subscribed to the show. And we're going to be dropping in our links, both for our sleeper mock drafts, which we do before the underdog best ball tournaments. And then those ones immediately after the show, we would love to have you joining us
1: for our future mock drafts coming up. So this is great. This is actually factual. Correct. Ronald. Uh, Yeah. You want the computer actually to say, it. yeah, that's yeah, that, that is, exactly. that is pretty true. I, I actually do. That is a true statement. So. I think
0: that projections are the fucking worst and they yeah. make no sense and they rank them on weird things. Like they don't, they don't factor in attrition. That's the problem with the projections most of the time. At least, like in other formats, when they give you the rankings, it's like, "Oh, you drafted too many of these guys." It's like, I'm not. I'm trying yeah. to cover the attrition that inevitably arises every season. I'm going to have a great starting lineup no matter what, but they doesn't factor that into projections. So, to hell with them. We'll get the real results though following the season. Can't wait to draft with you, Whisper Nation, next week as well. We've got our Thursday football show coming up on thursday so it'll be like and subscribe to that slightly different take where we're going to be going through the topics surrounding the nfl and talking them about with you um with us and doing all that fun stuff so a bit more of like a news and nuggets type of show and then back on monday again for our mock draft mondays johnny anything you'd like to share with whisper nation before we call this an afternoon
1: nope just make sure you guys are subscribed make sure you join us on thursday got a dope show Big Travy will be back with us as well. He's got some got some fun stuff. So that's all I got. There it is. Well, that's Johnny
0: Game Time Hicks. I'm Austin Seer. We're the Fantasy Whispers, and we're
3: out of here. Peace. 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 Javante Adams Good just got dealt up. to the Las yeah. Vegas Raiders. Dude, the Raiders, this makes for sense. Two me. prime 2022 picks. Right here. Wow. Las Vegas sends back a first round pick. Potential move picks and a player. Potentially more picks and a player. So at least a first rounder for Adams, who we apparently couldn't get a deal done with. Hey, can you
1: send Brian Edwards? Send back Brian Edwards, baby. Please. Send back Brian yeah. Edwards. He I hope he wants to...
3: Brian Edwards. Yeah, I mean, former yeah, second for, round pick, right? Rogers, sure, take, I mean, I'll take. You, that I'll would take. Be Brian. A we don't have a Are wide receiver. We're, we're playing Alan Lazard and flipping. I mean, I know he's probably not coming back, but this is wild, guys. So much to unpack. This is This is. Do Do you think Do you think Devontae was upset with
1: Aaron because in the beginning it was Hey, this is our last, like our you know the last. Dance last dance kind of thing yeah the last dance and then it kind of just became about Aaron Rodgers like it Ooh. wasn't even about Devontae Adams and do you think that oh. Devontae Adams then became a little slighter? oh that could happen dude, and, then, he, and he, he, could he happen. gave him a taste of his own medicine dude yeah dude you are I am not
0: surprised about that line of thinking oh, at
3: dude. all because so Devontae's saying, smart right yeah you're saying Devontae went to Green Bay and say do not tell Aaron Rodgers anything but you deal me you trade me to the Raiders.
0: I could say, right? like, I could I'm, say, say I'm, not,
3: I'm not saying hey, he did that. More, but I'm, 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 I, yeah. but I'm not saying he necessarily did that, but I
1: am saying that he did. But I like, like that
3: vindictive storyline. I like it. You know, so, well, yeah, I've been trying,
0: I want to trade Aaron Rodgers. I've been popping right. off in our football chats left and right, and I got Aaron Rodgers autograph on this ball right here, man. I've like spent more money going to games that he's been playing in than any other player, period. Like The Packers are a part of my blood, man, and trade Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers is my personal preference. Maybe it was Devontae Adams' as
1: well. Dude, I wish we could get Devontae Adams on a podcast right now and just ask him these questions because, man, that would be some great drama so that I'd be here for. The pick
3: from the Raiders should be the number 22 pick because that is the first grounder that okay. they have. So they could get a so wide we'll get receiver 20, there 22. too. Sure. This is a pretty good – I uh, don't think that's going to replace – Devonte Adams, but if you're looking at this at a, as an organizational level, and I and I understand, like, don't trade it around. Uh, we lost this deal. It doesn't matter what picks come out and what player is in the deal. Like, we're going to lose this deal, right? Because it's we're giving up Devonte Adams. But I think if you're looking at it like long term, it probably helps the cap to get him out, and long term, it probably forces Aaron Rodgers to get back to spreading the ball around. And making it more about everybody else, because I'll tell you what, he had a third and nine against the San Francisco 49ers, our last offensive play of the game, and he airmailed it to Devontae, which was in triple coverage when he had Alan Lazard open in the middle. So, uh, you know, sometimes the mind meld is amazing when he scores double digit touchdowns and we love it and it's fantasy, it's great, but sometimes it costs us real football games. And okay. uh, so maybe 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 that's where we're at with it. Maybe that's the line of thinking. Not saying I agree. It's a huge move for the Packers to make. Like, this is not a Packers like deal at all. Um, but we're doing some crazy stuff, extending the Raiders and then our, trading our away is that... his best player. You know, I'm invested with,
1: with Devontae, man. This I feel like it's not even right to, to go to the next wide receiver Devontae.
3: we were going to talk about. I don't, <laughs> I mean, I want to you... see what else we get. If there are picks and players coming back, that would be. Whisper Nation, let us know the as the details come in about this deal.
1: Yeah, they're saying this was, uh, according to Scott, this was in the trade for, or uh, was in the works, or it's been in the works for weeks. I'm telling you, I read an article last <laughs> year where they had asked Devontae. How long until Rodgers they... retires? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, do you want, hey, do
0: you See, this think is like Aaron Rodgers just broke up with his fiance, and he just broke up
1: with the best wide receiver he's ever had. Right here. Oh hey, you made it to the end of the video. If you like what you saw, go ahead and hit subscribe. Make sure you hit that bell so you get notified anytime we drop new content or go live. And if you're still not sold, go ahead and check out one of these videos.